0: People, welcome to the Google Shocker Shockcast episode 172. I'm your host, Tony Blanco, and tonight I'm joined by Ryan Meisler. Cheers, everyone. And Mr. George Jimenez.
1: This is not full of vodka.
0: <laughs> so says you. Neither, neither is this. So. <laughs> okay, uh, Ryan, since you were talking about it, give us the rundown of this week's games. Games,
2: what are those? Do they, like, come out and release? Are they new? Are They're they new game, releases? Yeah. They're so... games
0: of the video game sort, and they came out this week. <laughs> Great. Well, for
2: the week of April 27th to May 4th, we have lots of new game releases. We have Coffin for PC and Brow. Oh, uh, browser.
0: Not <laughs> <Hey, die> Brown.
2: <laughs> brown. Uh, Crystalloid for XB. Oh, Xbox Game Store, so I'm assuming either 360 or Xbox One. Um, One of them. The the Amazing Spider-Man 2 for PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, Wii U, PC, and 3DS. And it's funny that they left the Xbox One version, but the game is actually out on Xbox One. Yes, it is. Uh, (laughs) Digitally,
0: digitally, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Daylight for PC and PS4. Raiden 4 Overkill on PS3. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle on PS3. Bust and Move 4 for PS3, PSP, and PlayStation Vita. Uh, Rambo, the video game for PS3.
0: It is Rambo.
2: <laughs> we just have to do the rest of the show tonight as... Uh, so
0: show <laughs> yeah, honor. the rest of the show <laughs> like, <"Hey, yo.">
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Scourge, Outbreak for PS3. Lego Batman 2, DC Super Heroes for OUYA. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction for OUYA. Game of uh, Steins Gate for PC. Child of Light for PC, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and Wii U. Uh, arena clash of champions for pc stick it to the man for wii u pick cross e4 for 3ds abyss for wii u mock rider for wii u mario golf world tour for 3ds and kirby triple deluxe for 3ds
0: all right out of all that what are you picking
2: uh obviously it's time because been no conviction on Yeah. no kidding <laughs> it's fine uh since it's probably gonna be someone's pick i'm gonna go with child of light because i really 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 can't wait to play that game so i'm gonna go with child of light
1: george mario golf those sure. Mario sports games are amazing. I was a Super Strikers fan. I was a stupid all-star baseball fan. And... I was only... The only really Mario-like sports game... game.
2: I, I like tennis. Tennis was, like, my favorite one. I
1: never played golf, but tennis was great. They, they improved a the boring sport by putting Mario in it.
0: <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic at first, but you're you're actually... Hey, that's a pick it's, week. actually it's
1: accurate, yeah. <laughs>
0: And my pick of the week is the same one as yours, Ryan, the game we're about to talk to about very soon, uh, Child of Light. It's, I mean, w- look at the rest of that list. Splinter Cell, sorry. No, no, no.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Don't just the OUYA. It had games come out for it this week. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so Ooh, yeah, yeah,
1: um the play games that came out three years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, four years ago. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, yeah, I'll leave it alone. When you, you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Um, so yeah, Satellite, um, we did a review that it, Alyssa did a review of it, she gave it a 10, which is really like, oh shit, she really liked this game, didn't she? Uh, yeah, a lot of other sites, including, we're not, yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the site, but some other site gave it like a 5 or something, it's like, or have you no soul, good sir? Do you not like magic? It's like, what's wrong with you? I've been playing this game, um, I'll talk about that later on, but I've been playing this game for, like, about a day now, and i absolutely love it. So, yeah, you know, and Alyssa loved it too. And Ryan, have you played any of it?
2: Not yet, no. Probably, like, this week or next week I'll start playing it, but, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, especially, like, aside from the reviews, which, you know, I've seen (coughs) are pretty much in, like, you know, the 8 to 10 range between there, but um, it just looks really great, and I love the art engine, like, from, uh, which is what they use for the, uh, which is what they use for the Rayman, uh, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends games. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing it, so.
0: Yeah, I'll talk more about that when we talk about what games are we up to playing and stuff. Um, and what else did we review? Kirby, Kirby Triple Deluxe with one P in the triple. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, Ryan, you did that. Didn't you uh, tell us about it?
2: Uh, yes, so I played through Kirby Triple Deluxe on 3DS, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess even though, like, it's, uh, I mean, a Nintendo platformer is not exactly surprising, because they've done plenty of those, <laughs> obviously, especially in the last couple years. Um, but overall, like, I haven't, I, I think the last Kirby game I really played was, like, Kirby's Crystal Shards on, on 64, so it's been a long time since I've actually played, like, a, a, a bit, like a, you know, I guess legit Kirby game. Um, but I really like Triple Deluxe, I thought it was really fun, especially because there's a lot of, aside from just the game itself, there's a lot of extra content in there that's really fun. Uh, especially if you're a Smash Brothers player, it's actually it's funny how much they brought over from Smash Brothers into this game because it plays a lot like that. Um, but aside from that, it's just it's a lot of fun, and there's just a lot worth going back to. So uh, definitely, if you have a 3DS, out of the two 3DS games this week, I definitely recommend Kirby. I haven't played Mario Golf, but Kirby's really good, so I can give it a thumbs up there.
0: So. Awesome, awesome! You're giving a yep. lot of games a lot of high scores. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been good games lately. So yeah, Those
1: games are good. I'm just, sorry, like. <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah, I guess to be fair... Never,
1: never, never apologize for enjoying a
0: game. Yes, that that's a good way of seeing it. Actually, to be fair, the last two games I reviewed, I gave, like, may kind of scores. So we're not just giving every game under the sun uh, good scores around here.
1: Even um, though I do apologize sometimes for, like, not liking a game, when it's like... I remember, I think, Resident Evil, the last Resident Evil game, where I kind of played it in a bubble, meaning I didn't really hear anyone else's opinion until, you know, I had the game maybe a week prior to it coming out, I'm, you know, playing it for review. And I'm just there, and I'm like, this game is this game's not good. Am I crazy? Or is this not <laughs> are talking
0: about a six, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think I gave it, like, a six. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil 6. I think I gave it like a <laughs> five or six. And I was just like, hmm. I just remember calling another writer. I'm like, hey, yeah, I know you're playing uh, Resident Evil 6. He goes, it's terrible, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't, I,
2: like I didn't lose my mind or just... <laughs> had to uh, had to validate your opinion, so...
1: Yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you need to with other colleagues just to make sure, but, like, yeah, you know, I'm like, <laughs> just, but I've into those issues where, you know, games people like and i was just like, I, I'm sorry, I can't get into it. Like, you know, you're apologizing. You're like, no, mm, it's not for me. Like, I was like that with uh, Skyward Sword, Zelda. I just could not get into it and enjoy it as much as other people did just because the first hour, two hours of that game are just like, you you want to kill yourself. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, Kirby, I had a little bit of that just because like, you know, I, I know I was really enjoying it and I know my review score is probably like on the higher end of what it's been getting, you know, which it's been getting really good reviews for the most part from what I've seen, but I, you know, I have seen, you know, more like 7 and seven point five and stuff like that, which, you know, like, I I didn't, you know, I gave it a 9, but, like, I still, you know, I could see some of the points that people brought up in some of their reviews, but, um, you know, overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and it's probably, you know, probably been one of the best 3DS games I've played so far this
0: year. Um, There's been a lot of good 3DS games coming out, though, lately.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I, this is really, I think, like, the only other one I really played aside from, like, Yoshi's New Island, um, but definitely this year there's going to be a lot coming out, um, you know I I didn't I, didn't, I was gonna say yeah I, I didn't play I didn't get on the uh, I didn't jump on the bravely Beat default uh, train yet but uh, maybe at some point later
1: but. yeah that, that, that 3ds is putting me in a bad spot because I'm kind of financially okay with okay I think I can purchase a system now so I'm like oh, I can finally pick up that ps4 I've been kind of putting off this side or I can get a 3ds that already has a ton of great games so I'm just kind of like back and forth on it and was like the money I was going to spend on my PS4, I could get a 3DS and a couple of really cool games, like maybe like Fire Emblem and Bravely Default, and just goof around. Or Kirby Triple Deluxe. Yeah, let's
0: let's just say it. Um, Yeah, the PS4 is like a big-time next-gen system. I would actually tell people, you know what, buy a 3DS. Yeah. You
1: know, I tell and we had this it, discussion before. Gi- Giuseppe was asking, he's like, "Hey, should I get a three six, uh, an Xbox One?" LOLs, and we were like, uh, "I'm telling people to wait on next gen for a while, because yeah. really, I if agree. you pick up a system, there's only maybe one or two games you really need to play on it, and then, you know, mo- you know, one one good weekend, you blow through both of those games. You're like, all right, what's next?
2: Just between all the stuff that came out like this year and last year for the 3DS, you have like a whole library to go through. Especially, I mean, you could just get a 3DS and Animal Crossing, like kind of like what I did, and you'd be, a long, you'd be set for a long time. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the games I'm playing for my PS4, I could play on my PS3. So it's I'm only buying these games on PS4 just so I have, you know, so I could play it basically because otherwise it would just be sitting collecting dust. You're right about that. So, dude, George, I don't blame you at all, dude. I, I would actually be like, you know what, get a 3DS just, yeah, just I, saying.
1: I'll, I'll keep you updated. Here. It's 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 going to be tough.
0: Yeah. Um. One of the things about I like about doing this show is that even though there is structure to it, I could be a little flexible. George, you just inspired me right now. I want to talk about games that we played that were universally praised and or you know that were not that we didn't like. Do you have anything like that?
1: Um. Uh, you know what? I have a folder here of every review I've written.
0: Oh, nice. <gasps> If you want to, if you want to just rap to yourself for a bit, I can look through and see. Yeah, I'm. I'll start things off. Uh, one of the games that I played that I thought was just okay that everybody seemed to love was actually Fallout Three. Uh, the reasons I didn't take to it too much—I mean, I love the world they set up, all the the you know fake history. I thought that was great. Uh, the thing is, and keep in mind, I played this on the PS3. It was the buggiest fucking game I've ever played in my life. Like. It would crash every like 10 minutes, so like every two minutes I would save manually. Every time I went to open a door, it's like, is the game going to crash on me? What's going to happen here? (laughs) But aside from the technical stuff, it was like, okay, what am I really doing? Uh, The game is telling me I need to go clean water. That's the real main story of the game. And my character doesn't even speak the entire time. It just... Felt like I was just kind of just being led along, and there was no real impetus to do anything. Like the game, I know a lot of people like it because it's like this big open world sandbox. And that's great, but I need some kind of structure with my game, so that's why I, I didn't like, enjoy do it. Do you feel much. like you
1: have that issue with a lot of uh, like those super open games like that?
0: Yeah, I do actually. Like with even with Grand Theft Auto, I like that it's open, but I also like the fact that there is still a core story in there. But yeah, like even with um, Skyrim, I never got around to that because of this. Show. I would fall at three, but it's like everybody talks about. All the crazy stuff you could do in it, no one ever talks about how great the story is. That kind of bothers me a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but that, that's the way I see it. But yeah, Fallout was one of those games. I'm trying to stick with uh, this, gen. Uh What else? Well, you're, well, yeah. you're
1: insane, obviously. Because uh, yeah. Fallout 3 <laughs> is one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. I would say, yeah. You know I, and, I loved it for the exact same reasons you hated it
0: really. (laughs) I
1: was going to say, yeah, because I mean as
2: someone that's put in, i easily probably put in at least 152 hours 200 hours into Fallout 3 like between all the DLC and all that stuff and that's exactly kind of why, you know, just because it was so easy to get distracted in that game You
1: almost almost created your own narrative when you were playing.
2: Exactly, that's the kind of thing I was going to get to was like in open world games specifically is that like, you know, I think a lot of the the fun that comes from it is just, you know, doing your own thing kind of making your own story and just like, you know um... Just being like, you know, <laughs> this one time I went to go find these, you know, I, I went to go do this thing, and then something crazy happened or whatever. I'm, I'm having a lot of that actually with, uh, I'm playing through Far Cry 3 right now, and that's basically a lot of the, you know, the time uh, that I've spent with the game that that's happened. Where like, you know, oh, I'm going to go liberate a garrison, and all of a sudden a pack of tigers just came out of nowhere and just attacked <laughs> all these dudes, and it was like, it was crazy to watch, you know. So it was just things like that, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I got one here. Go ahead.
1: Um, I forgot. Oh, Ellie Noir.
0: LA? Oh, that's interesting. Go ahead. That's Why did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we this was, that. That was just so universally pray every you know, everyone loved it. And it was a either and that was a game you either really, 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 really loved, and it was a lot of people who really 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 loved it, but there was a small minority of people like, this game's kinda of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kinda was. But I mean, you kind of applaud the effort because it's like, oh wow, this is in a this is essentially a point and click adventure game on the console that looks kind of good. But wow, uh, I remember, I remember the story fell apart towards the end. Um, the twist, I liked that they did a twist. I just didn't like that particular twist that was in there. Uh, the combat, completely unnecessary. In fact, most of it was unnecessary because you can skip anything that was dangerous. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. I just remember just leaving, like, just being like, oh, okay, this is a neat kind of game, but not, like, guys... This is the next generation of storytelling. Look, <laughs> you have to see if they're lying to you. And basically, you just see, like, if they twitch, they're lying. Okay, great. Now, once you kind of figure that out, it, done, like. Now, is, is Jorge telling truth,
2: lie, or doubt? I don't know. I, don't we know. Can yeah.
1: that out. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> like, like, oh, well, that I doubt what you're saying. What? You, I don't know. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, yeah Eleanor. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, no Same fucking theory. thing. On the opposite, I actually thought Eleanor was one of the greatest games I played at that time. You know, like I like the fact that basically the graphics affected the gameplay because you needed to have good graphics so you could actually read the people's faces and stuff. I like the way it was all interwoven, but I do agree with you. It did kind of fall apart towards the end. When you're um, walking
1: around the tunnels with a flamethrower, yes, it kind of fell apart. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it was also, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say too much. You know, how much of it can I spoil? The game's like two years old. Basically, okay. the main character did stuff on his own that affected the story, and I'm like, why are you doing this on your off time? You're not supposed to do anything. He, so I many, I told he said so many awesome things in his off time, like having a fair,
1: like he did yes. Yeah, he did, like, like, you yeah. know, like a personality that they refused to show. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna screw you over because you've been having an affair with that woman that you had that one brief
0: cutscene with." And I was like, "I didn't know they had a thing." Like, I. I'm playing as him. How do I not know this? Yeah, That's exactly. A- I felt uh, betrayed. I'm like, what? I'm, like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're not supposed to have an affair on your off time. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that, that threw me off. But um, it's the heavy rain
1: argument. It's just like, wait, you were one of the killers yet? It's a game where you you got you hear the guy think, and at old no point he's saying like. Oh man, I just killed those dudes! Like, no, it's just no,
0: no, I just yeah. To be fair though, the twist in this was better than Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, I, I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't even make any sense. He was the killer the entire time, really. That's fucking. I was playing it's like I was the killer. Okay, um, yeah. and I actually compared it a lot, um, Heavy Rain and Eleanor. Like, it's a more action orientated version. I think we lost Ryan, by the way. Just letting you know. Um, <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Uh, but yeah, Eleanor, and
0: because
1: you know, there's a lot of talking and decision. And I thought that was really neat, and I loved the. I love that attempt of making uh, action adve- uh, pretty much a point-and-click adventure game for the console because that's yeah. what it was. And you know, and there were people who play these kind of games all the time. It was like, oh, this is great, and or it's like, ah, it's you know, it's average at best. But then people who were never exposed to that type of uh, video game were like, oh, this is pretty. I didn't know games like this existed. But you know, a lot of the combat felt like it was just crowbarred in at the last second because it seems like they didn't have that much faith in the. And just the story, yeah. it was just like, well, how do we hold people's attentions? And, and that game was also, like, 13, 20 hours long. It, 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 it kind of dragged for me a bit, because, like I said, we can fight about, like, length of a game, but, like, that game would have been better and just, like, a tighter story with, like, just tighter cases. Because I felt the cases just kind of dragged on a little bit. The DLC, though, I will admit, was really good.
0: Yeah, was, I really they, like the DLC. They were just
1: standalone cases, just, like, not connected to anything. And, like, Reefer Madness was pretty awesome, which is whatever. Right like,
0: back. Hey, sorry, I'm back. It's okay. Um, So, yeah, uh, what else? um, What about you, Ryan? Any game that you, like, didn't like too much that everybody else loved? Um,
2: Off the top of my head, I can't really... I don't know. It's, like, I don't know if maybe it was, like, a specific game. Oh, actually, okay. So I had one. I I um, I remember having uh, debates with my friend about this game in particular, Um, but Dead Rising, uh, the original one. Oh, um, interesting. Mostly because, yeah, um, I had a friend who absolutely adored that game, and I enjoyed Dead Rising, but I think my problems with the game, a lot of it were mechanical, uh, especially the save system, and all that stuff was driving me nuts, because I actually, when I was playing that game, I had to restart it three times, because my save progress got screwed over by the save system, so I had to restart the entire game three times. And I was like, you were playing
1: it in widescreen, You you couldn't read the text?
2: Uh, no, it was just, like, I, I got, like, I basically I got to, like, oh, you know, yeah, I mean, aside from that, which is really <laughs> annoying, um, but, like, no, I had issues with, like, my mission progress being screwed over by the saves because I couldn't progress past a certain point because I ran out of time or something like that, um, so I think that was just something that, like, I remember I had a friend of mine who was like, you know, oh, you know, oh, it adds to the tension, and it adds to the gameplay. I'm like, no, I just feel like it just, it's just really bad game design. And yeah. It's really crappy, and it's just kind of trying to make an excuse for it, so.
1: Yeah. The, the um, only game where crappy game design actually worked in its favor was uh, the de- Demon Souls and Dark Souls. How's and, that? And I, I liked it because everything played by the same shitty rules it existed in. Meaning, in order for, you know, a lot of it dealing with the AI, like, it had to follow the same rules of, like, the shitty uh, mechanics through everyone else, so it's like, hey, if you have enough speed, you can just kind of run around things, and hey, if they have enough speed, they can run around you, or if you need to backstab, you know, there was a lot of, like, animation lock stuff that you can get away with, but then also, like, hey, why can't I hit this enemy, because when he rolls, and he's like, well, he can't do the same thing to you either, and I'm like, oh. And then once you kind of figure, that's why I like the Souls games, because you're on, you're on an even playing field, it never feels like the AI just automatically is going to beat you by default. It's just like, hey, the AI could accidentally fall off the steps like you can because, hey, you know what, everyone's dumb in this world. And I think that worked well in its favor. That's debatable, but I think when everyone follows the same rules, it's fine. But, yeah, Dead Rising, I think it did that to me too. Like, I, I really wanted to enjoy Dead Rising, and I think I probably enjoyed the third three what's the one on Xbox One. Yeah, part three was maybe the Dead Rising I enjoyed the most because they took care of a lot of those issues that always kind of kept me from liking the Dead Rising games, or at least enjoying them in the same way some people do. But
2: uh. Yeah, that was that was the type of game where I think actually, like, um, you know, Tony, a lot of, like, what you said was, like, you know, the, where the story, you know, I felt like I wanted to get more involved in the story, but it was just the gameplay was kind of getting in the way of that. And so, yeah. you know, I, I kind of just ended up, like, at, at some point, just kind of not caring about the story as much and just wanting to go and do my own thing and kind of just, you know, go beat zombies or go rescue people and things like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other game I could think of, and this is going to be a little bit shocking, but my feelings towards this game are not nearly as strong as Fallout. I had a lot of problems with Fallout. I thought, please don't, please forgive me. I thought the first Bioshock was a little bit overrated. I really did. Really? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I like the world they set up, but uh, like, because I played it maybe four years after it came out. So four years of hype. Four years of hype. And I played a game like this is good, but it's not this amazing, grand thing think, like you guys are talking about. Like, I think maybe I overhyped it for myself. Maybe that's...
2: The yeah, reason. I mean, that might be a case where because you played it so late after it came out, like, you know, like, I played it, like, like a couple months after it came out, like, maybe two months. So I was still in that period where everyone was, like, you know, loving it and, and praising the story versus now, I think, where, like, because because it's been analyzed so much and because it's been, like, you know, so... You know, the, the story is so well-known at this point because, yeah. like, a lot of games have imitated it and done things like that. Even Bioshock itself has kind of done that with Infinite, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it kind of loses its luster maybe after playing it, you know, so far after it originally came out, but...
0: Yeah, because I felt the like controls were a little bit clunky. I kind of didn't really... Understand the story too much is like oh, there was a twist. I'm like, what? That, uh, really? I- I yeah, like, I
2: I had a little bit of that when I played. Uh, I played Mass Effect three like about a year after it came out, so you know I was well beyond all of the the you know the ending and shit. You know, was, that came you out, that.
1: So yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you that because yeah. you were able to play Mass Effect three with all the DLC included in the yeah. game, where yeah. it was you know it felt like a more complete game. So that must have been like a really cool game to play. As right, I think. To, as opposed yeah. to what we did, we had the original ending, and then we had a
0: break, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?"
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: like, yeah, I. I mean, um, there's a good game in here, I think. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: Some, there's something in here, but yeah, actually, you know
2: what? I, um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: because um, once I think once I was able to separate ending from the game itself, I really loved it. I mean, yeah, the ending was like not great, but I think having all the DLC and the extended edition, like you know, playing being able to pl- play it as a complete package helped. Um, you know, I, I just feel like I was able to enjoy it more as a game rather than just listen to all of the basically just listen to all the people complaining about the ending. Yeah, so uh,
0: the extended edition um was actually my first quote unquote professional review that I've ever written and I said if that was the original ending of the game, there wouldn't have been as crazy of a backlash. There would have been people complaining, but it wouldn't have been as strong. I really honestly believe that. I still would have rated it high, even
1: with the shitty ending. I did, yeah. yeah, To me, it didn't matter, because it's like the whole, you know, the whole experience. And that game, just the moment, like, there's some individual plot Lines happening there. That alone, were like, this is the best game I've ever played. Anything yeah, yeah. I was gonna like, say, like, all like, the Thane stuff, incredible. Like, yeah,
2: yeah just a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that was in there was some of the best stuff I've experienced in the series. Like the, yeah. the Chichanka missions, where you go on there. There was a, some awesome stuff in there. Your
1: so. bro date with Garrus. I thought that was yes. pretty. Nice. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can. I, I thought that was so neat because it's like, hey, you know what? You can be a renegade and just be like, I'm gonna hit the shot, or be like, I'm gonna miss and make Garrus feel good about himself. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, they're I good definitely outweighed the bad in that my game. My favorite
1: spot on the Citadel.
0: <laughs> I was like, I love you, Garrus. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. All right, so let's move on to some, I guess, I mean, it's news, but it's kind of another feature topic. Let's talk about E3. Uh, Nintendo announced that they're not going to be idea- this year's E3 again. They're going to have a little side event during E3, kind of like we did last year. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings the um, question, because a lot of people have question, what is the relevance of E3 nowadays? Is it as important as it used to be? Because, I mean, I, I fall on the side of I like having E3 every year. I like the big spectacle, the bombast, all that crazy stuff. But is it really necessary? Can't a company save money and production time? Because they have to put everything aside just to have a demo for E3. Is it worth it for a company to actually go to this big event and instead of, you know, not to, you know, like, should they instead just focus on something smaller, something more controlled the way Nintendo does? Um, what do you guys think about that? Is E3 as necessary as, you know, it used to be?
1: Um, I think for Nintendo, um, I think it's good for them to actually have a separate show to to, co- to go alongside E3 because just because just where Nintendo is right now with, like, Xbox One and PS4, E3's always been the big huge announcements that gets picked up by not only video game outlets but mainstream outlets. Like you exactly. know, Anything showed off on E3 you will see on Fox, CNN, and MSNBC in the morning, all those dumb morning shows for your local like you know PIX affiliates. They'll talk about E3 about like it's the biggest show of the year, and they'll mention the big, you know, here's a Call of Duty, here's a Halo, here's a blah blah blah. I think Nintendo would be kind of buried in that, in those big announcements where, you know, it's like, hey, here's a separate space. So your guys' heads aren't spinning and it's just like, you know, it's something we can completely control and that's fine. But yeah, I think E3 is important just because this is your this is your coming out party. This is what to tell people to buy. It's an industry thing. So people who are going to this event are purchasers from like Walmart and other big retailers saying like, what's going to be the hot game that I need to be sure we have 500,000 copies distributed between our 300 stores? Or this needs to go to, we have 4,500 GameStops. What's the game? I'm a purchaser. What? needs to be in the store. And that's what E3 is. It's That's why you see so much hype, some stupid banners and all this shit. It's, this is an industry show. It's not like a PAX or something where like anyone can come in. Those passes, if you want to buy them, are like $1,200.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. One industry
1: and press and just any anyone who has any professional opinion or just any anything to do with the video game industry is going to be there. It's, this isn't a... This isn't a just like, hey, you know, it's the car show. Come and see the new cars. It's like, no, no, no. These are games that we want people, we want your particular store to buy and stock a million copies of. So, yeah,
0: that's yeah. That's, that's my E3 spiel. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm totally with you. Dude. I completely agree. But there has been a lot of people, you know, even some of the bigger sites saying, like, do we really need an E3? You know, it's just a wa- they kind of see it as a waste of resources where they could just show their what? game off. And it, like, look at Rockstar. They don't go to E3. They get built just enough hype on their own without going to E3. And those well, things with Walmart and stuff, you could still do that behind the scenes.
1: Well, now they can.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm pretty sure Grand Theft Auto 3 was at an E3. Or okay, oh, yeah, it was. But Warner. I'm just playing
0: devil's advocate, Red, by the way. Know, just, Red yeah. Red.
1: Like, yeah, you know, there, there are some companies that they'll just, you know, even if they weren't. I'm pretty sure Call of Duty wasn't there It'll still sell billing copies. But you know what? You, you have a marketing budget for a reason. You have to spend it. And it's in either way. It's still you know it's still the show to be at. And like I said, it's it's an industry show. Like it's it's but it gets you attention. But yeah, you do run into that issue if you're a smaller. You're not going to see any of the smaller games there because they're going to be buried under the blockbuster stuff. And that's why shows like a PAX and stuff like that is important. But you still need it. I think for gaming news coverage, you it's more efficient to have people just sitting at home and watching the stream because you'll get more information out of that as opposed to I'm Tony on the floor, I gotta get over here. I get <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going on. And uh, you know, and, and and unless we're just plugged into Activision's booth and it's just I just stream this fucking thing and call it a day. We don't have that. There's gonna be a million journalists running around writing a million things. It, it's 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 a it's a crazy, crazy show. But yeah, I can see why websites don't want to cover E3. It's just like, hey we can we can get the same amount of coverage just by sitting here. And just not even worrying about it.
2: Yeah, especially yeah, um, just sitting at home watching the streams or something like that. You can pretty much get you know even more quickly probably just doing it at home. But yeah, um, yeah I mean like I guess kind of like what you said, Jorge was just like you know it just I, I think I, a lot of it just kind of the allure and the spectacle that I think a lot of people you know or a lot of companies game. In- you know, studios um, go to E3 for and because it is kind of the big the big you know highlight of the year you know pretty much for gaming cuz I mean it's basically Christmas for gamers um, cuz pretty much you know cuz you're getting all those announcements you're getting all these reveals you're getting all these like you know big sneak peeks etc. That's
1: when you start making your list and that's when you start pre-ordering that's when you yeah, walk that's... into GameStop the next day after like you know Sony's uh, press conference and you're like I want to pre-order all of this yeah
2: that's when you go to GameStop and you're like I'll pre-order that I'll pre-order that mm-hmm. I'll pre-order that and um, yeah, I think like like you said, like Nintendo, it's kind of you know I guess it is kind of a special case of where they're at and you know how you know so far the Nintendo directs I feel like have worked out pretty well with them because they can do them at you know they have free reign to do them whenever they want and you know to do whatever content that they want you know hey we're gonna focus this Nintendo direct on specifically on Smash Brothers you know or we're gonna do this one on Mario Kart or you know we're gonna do 3DS games so um you know and then they can have kind of all you know all eyes on them rather than trying to compete with. You know, Sony and Microsoft at this big event where they, they can't necessarily do that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough to talk about Mario when, like, the big booth over here has, like, <laughs> when awesome they're like, or, Hey, hey Master Chief, yeah. I'm going
0: to yeah. go to that booth instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, is that Uncharted 4 for yeah, Mario? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard. Um, yeah, as far as Nintendo is concerned, I don't have a problem with them not being an E3. Like, last year when it happened, I was like, Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because it's just, you're, it's ingrained in your mind. Nintendo, E3, they need to be there. But yeah, the, where they're at now, they don't really need to be there. They could just have a more controlled kind of environment. And yeah, like you said, the Nintendo directs for the most part have been kind of working out for them. I mean, there's a whole issue of like whether Nintendo directs are directing everybody or is it just the Nintendo fans. But yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I don't really think that's a big problem. You're right. They're going to get overshadowed by all the crazy shit at E3. So why not have your own show and create your own little event? That's, no problem with that.
2: Yeah, and you know they weren't even you know like um, they weren't at PAX this year either. So I mean, I think it just you know sort of a general they're they're probably focusing their attention less on, you know, conventions and and events like that just in general. Save your Yeah,
0: Yeah, they did go to, uh, was it uh, WizardCon or something like that. It was a couple weeks. It was one of those conventions. I'm like, that's interesting. You don't go to PAX, but you go to this, like, you know, enthusiast convention. That's kind of odd. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't really – I can't read Nintendo's mind. (laughs) I really don't know what's going on with this company anymore. But, you know, yeah, Nintendo. (laughs) All right, um, moving on. So yeah, let's just talk about some news here. Um, <laughs> I had to throw this in because it's so funny. So there was been, I guess it's a myth essentially about what happened with a bunch of E.T. cartridges back in the day. Uh, Atari printed so many of these that they buried them in the Nevada desert because nobody was buying the game. Yeah, so it, was, it, it, was it was the
1: video game crash in the 80s.
0: Where yeah, the video game crash in the 80s, there exactly. There
1: were so many video games out there and nobody was buying shit. So everyone was just sitting on this extra merchandise that they had no idea what to do with. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it turns out that myth was true. Uh, they found... It wasn't millions like like they reported, like they thought it was going to be. It was like a few thousand, I think. But yeah, they found the, the cartridges in the Nevada desert. Um, pretty interesting stuff that actually came out to be true, you know? It's going to be for a documentary for uh, the X- Xbox
1: Live is doing like a series to... Uh, to they're doing a documentary, so
0: they, they've missed... Myth uh, essentially proven confirmed. Yeah. yeah hey do we have Thomas in here because yep. hello last week. hey what's up man not much hello everyone uh just uh so you know Thomas Luke has joined us uh, a little late there Australian time that's okay <laughs> what's going on buddy uh not much I'm sorry but I
3: must have got the uh, time zone conversion wrong it's always a pain trying to figure that out
0: yeah no that's okay man uh, yeah you know what since um yeah we're just on about news uh we're talking about the ET cartridges being found What would you think about that?
3: Uh, I don't know, it's pretty cool Like, it's weird, it's been so long and it's been such a, a massive part of, well I mean at least for me I've always been hearing about it um, as one of those gaming myths I guess, so it's kind of cool that it's finally been discovered, at the same time it's a bit sad that I guess the mystery of that is now kind of gone
1: Yeah, I did feel like it was kind of a letter no, no. I, <laughs> I agree, I agree I kind of <laughs> wish, wish they dug these holes and there's Major Nelson there and goes, we're about there, and it's like Al Capone's uh, scene. <laughs> We're going to open it and there's nothing there. See, it would be like, have oh, it. It, it, it been cool if they open it and it was just empty cases of Atari, you know, the, they're like, where the fuck are the cartridges? <laughs> mystery. Another mystery.
2: <laughs> yeah, it would have be been great would, they throw a surprise and then they're like, well, we didn't find it to the Atari cartridge. We found Jimmy Hoffa's dead body, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh,
0: we found an actual E.T., people.
2: We <laughs> found uh, Loch Ness Bigfoot, but no Atari.
0: Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, anyway, so this other one, I had to throw it in here because it's just ridiculous. So we got some Drive Club stuff. It has a release date now. What is it? It's another October 7th game because we're getting too many of those. Thank um Yeah. Basically, the big thing is like, okay, because they promised the game was going to be 60 frames a second. I was 30. People are going crazy again. Why do you care? Who, who the fuck cares? If the game's running out of lock 30 frames, that's all you should care about. I know people are like, it's a driving game It has to be 60 frames. No, it does. It listen, really doesn't. If you want 60 frames a
1: second, then this game is just never going to come out. Because remember a few months ago, they were like, listen, we're going to delay this game because it's actually not fun. And like, whoa, whoa okay, that's a different discussion. <laughs> this isn't a 30 or 60 frames a second discussion. This is like, let's go back to the fact that you said your game wasn't fun yet. <laughs> and it's a driving game. Like, you don't have to do much to make a driving game fun. It's just, you know, cars go fast and you, oh, shit, I almost hit that guy. Oh, shit, I, I, I did hit that guy. Well yeah, let's let's be more concerned with how this game will actually play like.
2: I don't know, is it sixty frames per second of fun or thirty frames per second
0: of fun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's worry about it being fun first. How about that? It's just another thing, it's like, come on guys, just get off. It's like it's stupid. You know? It's like why? Why why are we still talking about that? It's dumb. Cause um, I just paid five hundred
1: dollars for a system. It better have sixty fucking. Better, every game
0: better be sixty.
1: <laughs> every game better be sixty. It's next gen, you asshole. Ten
0: eighty p. All this, they're stupid. All right. Uh. Anyways, talk so about the Wii U bundle. Ryan, you want to talk about this? And what's going on with this bundle? Um,
2: yes, so they announced a new... Uh, I'm going to pull the, the post up on the site real quick just so I make sure I get all the details right. But, yeah. but just a bit is that there's going to be a new Wii U bundle coming uh, May 8th, I think, or it's sometime early May. Um, but basically, it's going to come with a Wii U console. It's going to come with a copy of Mario Kart 8. Uh, it's also going to come with a... When you buy it, uh, it's going to come with an uh, offer where you can get a free copy of a select... Um, Wii U title from the eShop, uh, which includes... I have the, the, the thing pulled up, so I'm good. Uh, its You can get a free digital copy of either Pikmin 3, New Super Mario Brothers U, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD, or Wii Party U, uh, if you register before July 31st. Uh, I believe it also comes with a extra... Oh, it comes with a Wii Remote Plus controller, um, and a racing wheel as well with the game. Uh, so it's a pretty nice bundle, and I think it's, it's uh, $329.99. Uh, so regularly, the, bu- uh, the deluxe Wii U bundle, I think, is $300.00. Uh, so it's really only like30 dollars you know extra if you're going for the um, you know for the new bundle and it, it's a lot of good content you know in there, especially considering you're getting a new Wii U game and an additional game beyond that. So you're getting two free games with the bundle. so
0: yeah, it's not bad at all. I mean it would have been nice if it was 300 straight, but you know yeah, you know it's fine you get a lot of good stuff with that. so
1: yeah yeah once that Wii U cracks, once it kind of shaves under that 300 mark, I think it'll I think we'll start selling systems
0: again.
2: Yeah, I think once it, it edges closer to, like, the 250 range, mm-hmm. or maybe, like, oh, I, I don't totally
0: know. Agree, totally agree there, Yeah, too. I
2: think once it nudges to, like, 250 I think it'll be a more uh, alluring, you know, price. Cause I mean, especially because when you consider that, you know, it's, you know, you know, $300 you can get a Wii U, but for an extra $100 you can get a PS4, is kind of the, the comparison a lot of people are making. Um, it was just interesting with a lot of the people that, like, when I read the announcement this morning, a lot of people said, like, oh, Nintendo jumped the shark by doing this bundle because they see it as... I guess kind of a desperate move on Nintendo's part because they're offering, you know, one of their big titles for the year and an additional game beyond that. So, um, yeah, also, I still think also
1: it's a good cares? Game. I mean, you're getting Mario Kart for free. That's that's awesome. And if you're not going to buy the bundle, then uh, none of this affects you entirely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't really have an intention of getting a Wii U, but, I mean, the bundle's pretty tempting. It's a pretty mm. good pretty good offer, so... Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. I want not say at that 250 mark, man. I may even go. Hmm, maybe I want to get a Wii U. I mean, at 250, we can talk.
1: 250, we can have a conversation about. Exactly, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, we yeah. can negotiate now. Um, okay, yeah. the next thing. So Sony just had their PS uh, update for PS4 uh, 1.70, whatever. Uh, basically, the thing up there's a bunch of shit that came with this. The one I care about, the video uh, sharing thing. Uh, I I think it's called Share Factory. Basically, you can now edit your, you know, movies. They're Higher quality, you could put it on a USB, you could upload it to YouTube. This is what I've been waiting for since the beginning, because I thought I was going to be able to press that share button, throw it on YouTube. No, no, it's just on Twitch, and it doesn't save it. So it's like, Brr. so it's like, what's what's the point? So now I want to get crafty with some stuff, man. I, the possibilities are endless. So I'm excited about that video sharing on YouTube. Fucking great. Um, I, I, I am I the only one with a PS4 in this room? I think I am. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> I want to get you guys' take on it, but yeah, personally, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I want to try to see what kind of movies I could make and stuff. You know, did they, uh,
1: uh, they removed the uh, what is it the HDCP restriction on it, so you can capture footage directly or no?
0: Yeah, um, I think I so coming, because I don't know if that was in this update. Yeah, because um, you can now upload it to a USB device or you know separate storage thing. So I'm assuming they got rid of that.
1: No, no, I'm talking about more for capturing video.
0: Oh, hmm. That was
1: a, that was a deciding yeah. factor for me, just ease of, for you know, deciding like on the next-gen console was ease of capturing footage. And the Xbox One doesn't have that restriction, so you can just plug in your HDMI to your little capture box and it's fine. But when it has that protection, it actually blacks out the
0: screen so you don't see anything. Yeah, but I'm assuming if you could, um, you know, put your you'd have to
1: get You'd have to get a splitter and, like, you'd have to do some extra work in order to capture from... Really? The-
0: I can't just plug something in there and just capture nope. and be done with it? Nope, it's protected. Oh, fuck that then, I gotta look into this. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. announce
1: that one of the updates we're gonna have was gonna take that restriction off where you can toggle it, but okay, okay. this okay, was cool.
0: the... Yeah, I don't know if this something. was or not. I gotta look at the patch notes. Um, No MP3 playback, sorry people, they want you to go for that Music Unlimited thing. I know that's a little bit of a conspiracy <laughs> theory, Who I honestly believe. We oh, go ahead. Who's MP3s? She just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, my thing is like, you paid $400 for a system, to listen to music, really? It's it's ridiculous. I don't know why people are complaining about that in the first place, but that's coming soon, I think. I, I They said it, it's coming. CD playback, MP3 playback. If that... Yeah, Hold George, on, look at my green
1: CD yeah. so I can... What the, what the
0: hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, dude, you, your face says it all. That's exactly how I feel. It's like, this is so stupid. You, oh, $400, I want to play music. No, you, you have other things that play music. You don't need your PS... Play games on your PS4, that's what you bought it for. Seriously wrong with you people? <laughs> it's ridiculous. hell's a CD? Yeah, what are Digital, these things? man. Stream it! <laughs> uh, speaking about ridiculous, and it's funny because we reported on this too, but so did every other site. Uh, some Chilean website listed the Mass Effect trilogy uh, for PS4 my, or Next Gen or whatever. My thing is like, a Chilean website this is a credible source i I hope I don't sound racist here but I am hispanic so I think I could have a little bit of leeway here only, only mildly racist you <laughs> like listen I'm sorry if even tony's when like, American,
2: tony's like I only live in this oblivion site, the Bolivian sites <laughs> yo but to be fair
0: even when an American like site listed I'm still like it's that real? You know, I'm just very skeptical about the whole thing. So I'm pretty sure it is coming. I think the like you know we talked about before. I think the the site was like you know what let's just jump in, let's just throw it up there and that's it.
1: Well, well, you do it. Well, retail sites do it to get pre-orders. So it's like, listen, chances are there probably will be a Mass Effect trilogy remake. So let's just throw it up there and just start getting pre-orders on this damn thing.
3: I think <clears throat> sorry. Um, I think a bit, it would have been a month, two months back. Um, they did tweet that they were talking about bringing over. So I mean, it's pretty much confirmed to be in the works it's just we have no idea when we're going to get it or how it's going to work in terms of pricing and that yeah
2: i'm sure it'll probably end up just being a last of us remastered where they'll be like maybe it's coming and then it'll end up you know <laughs>
0: being, <laughs> it'll
2: end up being leaked for about four weeks and then they'll finally be like okay it's coming out so yeah
0: you, know. you definitely see that coming <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's one of those like
0: non-news news where it's uh-huh, like, totally. yeah, we
1: know what's happening it's like God of War, sense of God, yeah, we know they're gonna make another God of War, another uncharted. Like let's let's not or let's not take credit when they're you know when they're right. You're like, I got it, see? I called it that they're gonna make another God of War. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> you called it they're gonna make a sequel to a game that sold like a billion copies? Wow, you must be an industry insider. It's like, no, come on, you just have common sense. Like
0: Oh man. I, I, I could just go right Friday. up and I won't do yeah, but it's ridiculous. I, I remember I, I saw this, because every site, I because I, I follow a lot of sites on Twitter, they were all saying the same thing. So I was like, you know what, let me tweet something. I'll go, Papa New Guinean website lists Uncharted trilogy coming to PS4. <laughs> then immediately after it, I tweeted, that was fake, people. Don't quote me. <laughs> uh, Jason Schreier
1: from uh, Kotaku wrote a great piece about how easy it is to just make up news. And he says there was a lot of people, you know, literally he just put up a fake news piece about uh, Fallout 4 is being created by zombies. And he was like, yeah, I made three cents because it's a per-click thing. I made $3, and <laughs> that's how easy. But he was like, yeah, just people will pick it up. You know, anyone will pick it up, and it's just like, we're, we live in the age where it's just like, we have to get this shit up as fast as possible. A Chilean site set up, fucking run with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's gaming news is a little bit different. It, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, let's say, like sports writing and stuff like that, just because, like... Soon as it comes up, people are just like, "No, you don't have to. Don't worry, we'll fix it later. Start it up. We need to be the first one up. We'll do it live."
0: <laughs> 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 Man. Oh, yeah, so I I just find that more silly more than anything. But I was tempted to just leave the tweet <laughs> up, but then I thought about it, like, wait a minute. Dual Shockers were actually pretty big. Somebody could take my tweet and go, this is from Dual Shockers. They're always right. This is real. So I'm like, oh, no, no, it's fake. It's fake. It was fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, <That's>,
2: it's, <laughs> Tony's going to start the uh, the wave, you know.
0: Yeah, and then imagine, like, because I'm like Papua New Guinea. Do they even have electricity there? It's like right there. It's already ridiculous. Oh man! All the
2: people from Papua New Guinea are gonna hate you now. Tony. Nah, we we love Stop our Papua New, right New Guinea. Now, so. they, 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 they give us. The he
0: awesome.
2: has to. He, Tony's gonna. Have to add a disclaimer to the end of this yeah. podcast. No, I, we uh, yeah. we do not mean me. to offend
0: the people of Papua New
3: Guinea. <laughs> I, love expressing hey, this podcast.
0: Hey, <laughs> I love the people from Papua New Guinea. You have better weather than we do. We're fucking freezing our asses off here. you are all there and nice. And We're shit. flooded here, Tony. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Papua New Guinea, you guys are all right, but you ain't getting no gaming. This before, is games before us. Just keeping keep it real. Um, anyway, the last thing I want to... Ooh, this is good. So, the Star Wars expanded universe is no more. Uh, Thomas, you talked about this, and didn't you? didn't you make the post?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much just sort of a clean slate thing, because, I mean, back when uh, it got announced that Disney had bought up uh, Lucasfilms anyway, people were going, but there's so much expanded universe that it's just going to get in the way of everything. So, I think it makes sense if you are making these movies to kind of say, look, we respect what the writers have done, but there's just no way we can work with. So much stuff that's already been written.
0: Yeah, and like George said before, it doesn't negate all the stuff you read or played or any of that stuff. It's still very. Right. Yeah, I mean, mind. if you really yeah. enjoyed, it's like comic books. If you really enjoyed Dark Empire for
1: whatever reason, that's that's still yours. Like you, it still exists. You can still go out and buy those books. It's you know, like I said, I made that same argument with comic book. If if you were if, if you know Dick Grayson was your favorite Robin and you don't acknowledge any other Robins, that's fine. You, they're, they're, the books are there. You can. Digitally get them. It doesn't negate what you feel and how excited you were when those came out. It's just whatever. You, also, you don't own it, so you, you don't call the shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. But yeah, then Thomas made a good point. It's like there's so much expanded universe. They want to make these, mo- you know, they're trying to make three movies, and it's just so much extra lore and just bullshit in the Star Wars universe. Because, hey, the expanded universe had some great stories. Like, I love the, you know, i oh, not, oh, the Emperor's got a clone and stuff. Like, that I can live without. Totally. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like, you know the Jaden Solo stuff. I was like, oh, like, I was kind of into that. Mara like, oh, like, those characters are cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll show up in one in in some capacity. But yeah, you think, okay.
0: yeah, you think they're doing this just because the new movies are taking place afterwards, and there's been so much ma- material written after Return of Jedi. You think that's the main reason? Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, I guess like Thomas said, kind of like the clean slate thing, you know, just because um it gives them more creative room to just do whatever they want and not have to adhere to. I mean, because granted, yeah, I mean, like the expanded universe is, is like cool and it's done a lot, but I mean, it's also really like convoluted. And I mean, it's been, ha- there's been so many people that have been involved with it. It would just be impossible to get it, like, do a justice to like everything that's been out there. So I think it's just a good clean slate to just kind of start over. So.
0: Yep, I have no problem with that. I, was, I mean, I was never really married to the expanded universe anyway, so I don't really care too much. I mean, I like some stuff like Shadows of the Empire, the book. I, I never played the game. The book was really good. I, I like that. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I played Force Unleashed. I really hated both of those games. I liked the story of the first one, but I absolutely hated, like, the mechanics. Technically stuff. counts. Does it count? Yeah, because it's before. Anything before is okay. Anything before Anything is okay?
3: after Return of the Jedi, it doesn't count.
0: Oh, so Shadows of the Empire does count, then.
3: It was a bit kind of messy how that works. Um, They're saying some of the... (laughs) um, So the only stuff that's confirmed for canon at the moment is the six movies and uh, the Clone War series. But then they said uh, some of the stuff that you know might still get referenced, so it's not really clear exactly... What before is still actually part of it.
0: I hope this isn't a new 52 situation where it's like a clean slate yet they kept. <laughs> <laughs> Just made it a fucking mess. I hope it's not one of those. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the old Republic games are still sort of count. I think so. Yeah, because it takes place way before anything. Well,
3: I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really Republic. matter, does it? Yeah. Like, because it's so far before. I mean, it, you could say there were unicorns 2,000 years before Star Wars happened. I mean, it's not really going <laughs> to affect what you're writing now. Space unicorns. <laughs> oh man!
1: Oh, and, um, old Luke and Han just talking about space unicorns. <laughs> I knew better two thousand years ago when everyone wrote on space unicorns.
2: Well, I don't know who, who who talked about the space unicorns first. Was it Han or Luke? Oh, I, see what you're
0: about. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It was Yoda because he's been who around. The bad idea first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And um, since we're talking about Star Wars, what do we think about the the casting news? There's a lot of Star Wars news this week. Okay. Uh, the
2: cautious, actors are together. Cautiously optimistic, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. I only know, like, of Adam Driver and, like, Max von Sydow, uh, Max von Sydow and a couple others, but I'm optimistic. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. We're,
0: I mean,
1: one I'm, thing I am worried about... they're going to put on, like, Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill and <laughs> people just to make them look, hey, only, like, ten years have passed. I'm like, like, hell it did. <laughs> yeah. Because
3: yeah. yeah. I was some? kind of the problem with, um... Uh, trying to reach for that um the 14th Jenna of Joyce film it's like you had um harrison ford but he looked ancient in that film it didn't there was kind of that disconnect between how much time had passed like in the story and how much past had time had passed in real life so yeah that like one thing more i mean it's cool they're coming back
0: it should have been like the 1980s in that last yeah. movie <laughs> yeah um per, i kind of i don't know i'm a little weird about it like i like the fact that it's pretty much I like I read lists like I don't know any of these people. I like that because that means you don't you won't have to put any extra baggage on the characters. That's good. Um, the only thing is I kind of wish uh, this is gonna sound like heresy. I wish they would have recast the original cast so they would have been younger. I mean, what are you gonna you're gonna throw a bunch of CG on Mark Hamill's face to make him look well, young? We'll, we'll 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 do, do
1: the Wolverine thing where they just pull back Patrick Stewart's face like that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Max, I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that does not look human. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, remember what they did with Tron? Uh, like, they like cg the dude's face, and it just looked wrong. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, we just don't know when, you know how far in the future
1: this movie takes place, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's twenty, thirty 30 years, you know, so them being old is totally okay. And I'm pretty sure the movie's going to be more focused on the younger, good-looking cast.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> the characters will be more like a mentor role of anything. Like, I don't think we're going to see that much of Mark Hamill because he's too busy putting together the Jedi Order. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing a lot of, like, meditating and, you know, just furring his brown. Like, a disturbance in the force. Now
0: you, character, go save the day. I was like, Okay, great. Is he growing a beard for this movie? I heard about that. Good. Beards are great. He'll, he'll be like Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I'm full circle. It's awesome. Alright, so that's all the news, so let's talk about what we have been playing. Uh, Tommy Boy, what have you been playing? Uh, at the moment, I'm mostly
3: kind of Going to the backlog, so Far Cry Three's been my big game this week.
0: Hey, what else? Anything else?
3: Uh, no, I mean that's. I've been pretty much been playing that non-stop. Yep. Uh, I mean, whenever <laughs> I've got time to game at the moment. Also, that and Hearthstone, but. Uh, that's oh yeah, we talked about that a bit. bit, of of that bit, bit out. Out.
0: Yeah. Awesome, um, Ryan.
2: Well, I happen to be playing Far Cry 3. No, um, I haven't played it in a little while, but yeah, I'm still working my way through Far Cry 3. Um, and like, kind of like Thomas, like that's uh, just been a game I've been so easy to get sucked into because it's like it's such a good like game to just go in and get distracted with because there's so much to do. Um, but basically, it's been that. Uh, other than that, uh, reviewing Kirby. Uh, so I played through Kirby Triple Deluxe on 3DS. And then uh, I also this week I kind of started hopping into uh, Final Fantasy 10 HD on Vita. Uh, so I started playing with that. Um, which I, uh, I've been excited about, but also kind of terrified of, because I'm not a big RPG person, so, you know, I've been a little intimidated in starting it, but uh, so far it's been good. I'm only about, like, an hour or two
0: in, but... Well, that's not even scratching the surface, yeah, man. Yeah, I just
2: say, yeah, I've got a long way to go, but,
1: uh, yeah, it's been good so far.
0: Awesome. And, George, what have you been playing?
1: I have a confession. I've never actually played Far Cry 3.
0: I own it? Neither, neither <laughs> have I. I've
1: never played it yeah, I it's actually been, physically own it, but I just never got around to it. It was yeah, one of those backlogs well, that
3: was basically me for two years. It's yeah. kind of just goes on the big pile of shame. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, on my, yeah. It was on my backlog for about,
2: like, almost a year now, and I just knew I was going to get to it eventually, but I was like, you I know.
3: Did, I did play Blood Dragon, though.
0: Yes, yeah, Blood yeah. Dragon is amazing. I love Blood, Blood Dragon.
2: <laughs> it is funny. Like, I did the same exact thing. I played Blood Dragon first, and then I, and then actually, like, because I love Blood Dragon so much, it made me want to hop into regular, you know,
0: Far Cry. So. Yeah,
1: so I should play... Yeah. The source material, but yeah, I'm playing a lot of Hearthstone. It's
2: yeah. Let's talk
0: about Hearthstone for a bit. Why do you guys it, like it so much? It's like the it big thing also, here.
1: Also, like I'm not a big, I'm not a card, a, a, you know, a CCG gamer. Like I don't. Yeah, that's is, the big. That's like the big thing
2: about Hearthstone is it's like it's so easy to jump into. Like yeah. it's such a fun game, and because like game, because matches are really quick. I mean, most matches are what like five or ten minutes at most. At you know, like rarely do they ever go beyond that. So.
1: Yeah, so you're not I mean, like because no, yeah, a normal CCG game they'll take forever, and you make yeah. you feel like time is wasted after you make like a colossal mistake. Yeah, and you lose, and you're like, oh, I fucking hate my life. This one, it's if you lose, you lose six minutes, six to eight minutes of your life. Yeah, it's just very easy to pick up, and on the iPad is just the perfect platform for it. Just because the games are so quick and disposable, it's just like I was, you know, I was making food. I just have it on the counter, just like, oh, do that move, do that, and just it's and it's just really easy to play, but. And and then and as you start playing, you start getting introduced to, like newer you know systems with each class that you play. So and how they all vastly just play differently. Like a rogue, you actually want to do direct damage as opposed to a hunter, where you want to get as many beasts out there and as many buffs as possible. It's such a cool game. And I've been playing people on my friends list and like other journalists. who were both like I I have some rivalries out there with some journalists. <laughs> that next time I see them, I think we might actually come to blows just because. <laughs>
0: Oh, I got your back, man. Don't worry about it. I got people, your back. People are cheaters. <laughs> I mean, and, the big uh, thing
3: for me uh, is yeah. like how like I didn't play it that much before it came to the iPad, but now it's like I'm I'm sitting around at uni, I've got an hour to kill before the next lecture or whatever, and mm-hmm. so yeah, and suddenly I look up and I've forty minutes have gone by like that because it's just so easy to kind of just play one more game, one more game, one more game, but it's <laughs> just so quick that one bad game doesn't really ruin your experience yeah
1: or you know right before bed or just one long toilet session and you're just like (laughs) you get something done and it's a and it's free to play and it's a game where you don't you know there's no feeling of pay to win yeah a lot of your you can earn a lot of decks and a lot of the cards and even if you get all the best cards in the world you still have to learn how to use them and i think that's that's really important because there's a lot of like Really hardcore strategies and just because you can disenchant cards and make other cards more powerful. I I think I tried doing it. I ended up destroying cards and I was like, oh no! What I
2: do? <laughs> yeah, that's usually that's one of the big draws for the game for me too. Is just like um you know because I, I usually stay away from free to play games because I feel like you know oh I have to pay money in order to actually like play this game. But you know Hearthstone you don't like you, Hearthstone you can completely play and and not spend like a dime on it. Um, you know, obviously you have that. You know, you have the opportunity if you want to get more cards and stuff like that. But you know, everything you do in the game you can just do just by playing the game normally, which is which is really nice. I think. Yeah.
3: The thing also... is, like, I mean, because I used to play um like Yu-Gi-Oh in tournaments. and I mean, like card card games are kind of like they were micro transactions before micro transactions were cool <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> much, yeah. Like, because I mean, to, to get a good deck in Yu-Gi-Oh, you had to pay you know upwards of a hundred bucks. Um, whereas in Hearthstone, it just doesn't seem to have that same kind of I have to pay. A lot of the basic cards are actually pretty good. Yes,
1: uh, I got that same. I got that same vibe too. I, I never feel like I'm, because you know these free to play, free to play games. They will chip away. And like I've, I've dropped some pretty decent cash on free to play games on my iPad, just stupidly, like that injustice game. I'm pretty sure I got fifty dollars worth of coins on that, just to. Oh God. <laughs> I, I need the Batman Beyond costume, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no judgments here, man. Cool. all the Batman skins. I'm just saying. And then I gotta buy his power ups, which, uh, duh. But uh, yeah, uh, where's my life going? Uh, and then what else am I playing? I finished uh, Deception for Blood Ties finally, so I'm gonna get my review up soonish. Uh, it, it, it's a game. It's traps. You you lead, You're you're a girl with no clothing leading knights and stuff into traps, and they slip on banana peels and step on rakes, and it's it's pretty fun. I, I love that description. Eh, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a game. There, are games game, don't you get that thing you just play it and you're like, Yo, you know, what's your impression of, it? especially when you're doing a review, like we talked about reviews earlier, and like, a really good game and a really bad game, those are the easiest reviews to write, it's the games yeah. that are kind of like, eh, like, well, like, what did I just do, and like, that was a game, yes, this is a video game, but you don't have any strong opinions in either direction, it's just, yeah, like, those yeah. are the hardest ones, <laughs> exactly, yeah, in the middle, and the, those are the ones that will test you, because, you're like, what do I even say? And it's like, is this even a good game? And then you have to start thinking, like, outside. It's like, well, if someone who is very into this particular game, would they be into this game? And then you, you, you kind of, it's it's this weird thing you get into when you're reviewing those type of games. But, like, I almost wish I could, like, I hope, I, I, I play a game, I, I'm like, I hope it's really shitty or I hope it's really good, because that just makes reviewing even easier.
0: But, yeah, I kind of have that problem when it comes to previews. I'm like... What do I write? What, what do I do? I mean, I only played 10 minutes of this. It's a game. What do I say? So I totally feel you on that one. So Yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah, the game shot is, the
1: other guy. It looked
0: kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil 6, going back to that game, I reviewed it. I wrote that entire review in about 40 minutes, and I hated the fucking game. That lets you know, when you're passionate about something, it just comes out. And if I would have loved it, it, it would just come out too. Yeah,
1: um, I, I, I remember the moment I had published on that, and I just clicked on it, and I'm like, I'm gonna get you so much crap for this,
0: <laughs> and I did. It was great. Yeah, I, I got a lot of shit too. But you know what? Fuck it. The game was stupid. I'm sorry. If you like the game, there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying it. <laughs> no, I
1: mean, if, if you like the game and say there were no problems, then yeah, there was something wrong. Because I'd be honest, it
0: was flawless. I'm like, you are in denial. Yes, exactly. You paid sixty dollars. You don't. You want to justify it? You paid sixty dollars. You're crazy, sir. And you're in denial. Stop that. Stop that right now. pop you over the head. You know, what a horrible game. Um, anyway, as for what I've been playing, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Child of Light. Um, I pre-ordered the game. It came in. By the way, my PS4 didn't auto-download like download it and install the fucking game. I'm like, I thought it was supposed to do that. No, it, they tried doing that
1: with some games, and then people were playing it early, so... Sony was like, no, Womp, you. womp.
0: Okay, I guess. I'm I
1: accept- went, did, I think, did that happen with Battleshock? I'm trying to think. Infinite or it was it was a, like a AAA title that they tried doing a preloading on PS3 and then people just ended up playing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe GTA?
0: I don't know. I feel like they did something like that, but I don't know. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just don't remember the game. But yeah. Yeah, yeah or
1: somehow, like, if you had, like, a modded PS3, you can just, like, you can just legit just start playing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that
1: was the case because we got to Remember, we, we, we unearthed a bunch of footage of the game before it came out.
0: Yeah, because somebody was just playing it. Somebody <laughs> was just playing it. Just put it on like Twitch and just record exactly. Hey man, there's no embargoes for those people. Just fucking put it out there. Um so yeah, I'm really digging Calolite. It's like an RPG. Uh. yeah, it was turn-based, totally original, but I love the the UB frame uh is a UB art, right, Ryan? UB art um framework thing. Love, yes, it, yeah, love yeah, it, love it, love it, love it. Oh man. And I like really like the fact that all the dialogue in the game rhymes. So, you know, you're reading it, you're expecting the next word to rhyme, and then there's one character not to spoil anything. One character always forgets the rhyme, and he always has to get corrected. It's just so charming and stuff. It's one of those games where you play it, you just feel good. You have a smile on your face. I'm like, you know, I, I like this. It's it's not your average, like, so much adrenaline, that I want to kill everything in the fucking room right now. It's like, you know, it's a nice little peaceful kind of you know thing. I, I like that. It's very soothing, you know. That's what I, I thought about Viva
1: Pinata. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, I want to give that game a
1: ten now. Like, I just want to like, can, I want that game to just be released so I can just give it a ten because that game just made me feel so happy. It's still yeah, still one of my favorite three. Seasons. It was also kind of heartbreaking when like, oh, you got, you know, you're going to the big show and you're gonna be taken away, and I'm like, they're gonna take him and smash him.
0: It was so good. Like, I, the yeah. be best game I ever made. Uh... Definitely. Yeah, I, I like the rhyming thing. It's like there was one part. Um, the little girl, she was like, "Oh, why can't I be happy? My heart has turned to frost. I feel blah, 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 Something I've lost." I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. I, I I like the you know all that stuff." And um, I don't think it's gonna be a very long game, but I don't mind that either. Like, I, I think I'm halfway through it already. Um, but I dig it. I, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I did a preview of it. I still like it just as much. Actually, I think the actual game I'm playing now is a little bit uh, mechanic-wise, a little bit better. It, it thing, things seem more responsive. I don't know if it was because of packs or something that it was on a delay, but yeah, it seemed like when I press something, happens right away. There wasn't any weird lag or anything like I experienced at the show. Very good stuff. And then the other game I'm playing, and I will have a review for you guys. Um, I'm going to say by the end of the week. I don't want to give it a date. Uh, Mercenary Kings. Um, I. <laughs> you like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's it's a blast. Like it's old school, but it also has like new stuff in it, like you know, upgrading and stuff. Which the upgrading stuff could be a little annoying, cause like, okay, I want to build new mods. Oh fuck, I don't have a piece of fabric. Now I got to go back to the level and get it. Um, that could be a little annoying at times, and the game can get repetitious because you're just kind of doing the same things. I and I don't like but the gap
1: because I played it way when they had early access on the PC. And it was just unfinished. So, like, I couldn't do certain mods because, like, hey, you need this other piece, but it's not there because you wouldn't put it in the game yet. I'm like, well, that sucks. Yeah, like, no, yeah, it, was, it, was like,
0: it wasn't that. It was like, it was like
1: you know. hey, there's nothing else to do, so you have to do the same thing. So.
0: It, no, it wasn't like that. It's like, okay, you need, uh, like, a piece of fabric for uh, something. I'm like, okay, I guess I had to go back to that specific level where I know there's fabric like, and finish the level, then I'll have the fabric with me, then I could, you know, use it. So, no, there's nothing missing. It's just it could get repetitious, but... You know, if you like games like Metal Slug, you will absolutely mm. love this. I, I, I thought it's great. I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, it's one of those games that, you know, just like Strikes Suit Zero, after the review, I will continue playing it. It's a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, Child Light is kind of eating into that. But I, I think I've played like 12, 13 hours. I think that's enough for a review. I'll start writing that, have it for you guys at the end of the weekend. That's all I've been playing. Um, I guess that's it for today's show. Uh, tonight I was joined by uh, Thomas, who I hope will be here every week. Should be. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan Meisler. I'll be here every week, usually. Most of the time. Yeah, George most George Jimenez. Hey, George Jimenez. Oh, actually, we were
1: relaunching the podcast, so just to clean slate, just to keep continuity, we're actually going to be losing Ryan. So Expanded Universe Ryan doesn't count.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, is this, like, the Extended Edition, where, like, do I get to choose between, like, Red Ryan, Green Ryan, and Blue Ryan, and then, like, explode? Uh, no,
1: we're actually like, going to we're actually gonna replace the live- <laughs> Times Square, and just leave it at there. And just that's it.
0: Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, and I was your host, Tony Polanco. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening and watching. Bye, bye.